This is From the Foyer, brought to you by Grace Baptist Rogers. For more information on our church, visit our website at www.gbcrogers.com. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion. Happy Tuesday. It's an extremely windy day in the Ozarks. So I don't know that I would uh, be burning leaves or limbs or weeds today that uh, could get out of control fast. But anyways, we want to invite you back into the foyer and our conversation coming out of Sunday's sermon. And our goal is to just chat, uh, have a spiritual conversation. It's something that brothers and sisters ought to do every day. So welcome to our spiritual conversation today. We'll be picking back up out of Acts chapter one, talking about the Holy Spirit. And as we pick back up into that, um, so here on Tuesday, a lot of the time we are literally looking at Pastor Ryan's points from from Sunday and, you know, just trying to draw more truth out of, you know, what what Ryan preached. And I mean, obviously the scriptures that, that, that Ryan's preaching out of. So uh, here, here's a question that we went over on Sunday and that we can think about more today. How do we know? Uh, if we are filled with the Spirit. Rob, how do we know if we are filled with God's Holy Spirit? I mean, I think generally we we, we make that question way more difficult than it needs to be. Yeah. Um, how do we know if we're filled with the Spirit? Uh, if we've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our life, right. then, then we are promised the Holy Spirit. Right. And not, not only that, I think we lose sight so many times that that the Holy Spirit is, is promised, but, but even more so and even more encouraging and more amazing than that, Jesus says that he is sending someone better than he to come into our lives. Like better for us than Jesus himself, he sends the Holy Spirit. That's how we know if we have the Holy Spirit, if we have Jesus, if we have accepted him as Lord and Savior of our life, then, then we are promised the Holy Spirit in our lives and our hearts. Uh, I mean, that's that's the beginning and end of the conversation. Yeah. Well, it's the beginning. I guess it's not the end of the conversation at all. But The last time I had a really good can of Bush's baked beans, <laughs> I thought to myself, I think I'm filled with the Spirit today. <laughs> but maybe that's something something completely different. You might be filled with something. Something yeah. completely different. At least down the road. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, Rob, Rob kind of hinted at John chapter 14 and 15 where Jesus is having this discourse with the guys. and He's almost preparing them. Uh, hey, bros, I'm going to leave. You'll be okay. Uh, don't panic because uh, I'm going to send you something better than myself. And I think for, for us, a lot of times we think, well, what would be better than Jesus? But we got to remember that the Trinity, you know, three aspects of God— um, and now Jesus has unleashed that third part of the Godhead uh, directly for our use, um, help, support, comfort, counsel, wisdom. And uh, we have direct access to the heart of God through it. Um, so being filled with the Spirit is really just God with us all the time. So if you jump back into Matthew chapter 28, and surely I'm with you at the very ends of the earth. I mean, as we are doing the kingdom, God is literally with us, which could rapidly uh, change your understanding of Psalm 23. I mean, all the time God is walking. Mountaintops, valleys, dark days, bright days, windy days. Uh, he, he's always with us, which is so encouraging. Yeah, and that the reality, like Rob said, that if we put our faith in Jesus, God's God's spirit is is in us, that 
the the $3 seminary word for that is assurance, um, being sure of our salvation. And there are entire books written in the New Testament about assurance and just how we um, how we can know that we know that we know that we're saved. And that's um, by knowing that, you know, if we put our faith in Christ, he's, he lives in us through, through the Holy Spirit. And another thing that Jesus says in, in the Gospels is that you will, you'll know a tree by its fruit. So he uses this um, in Luke chapter 6 and some, and some other places, uh, just talking about, you know, how will the world know that we are filled with the Spirit? Um, the first of those is we'll love one another. That's, that's straight out of the Gospel of John. But um, we're talking about fruit. Uh, we're, we're talking about things that are produced in our lives that are, um, that are just, you know, visible manifestations of the reality that is within us, which is that we're saved. So in other, in other words, like there are things that we should look like or will look like if we put our faith in Jesus um, because, because of that. And, and we call these things uh, fruits of the Spirit. And we talked, Ryan, Ryan presented a, a couple of these fruits. So if you've ever heard of the fruits of the Spirit, they're in Galatians chapter 5. Uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And these are the fruits of the Spirit, but I mean the Spirit gives us more too. And two things that Ryan brought out, uh, two marks of being filled with the Spirit. Um, and these are straight out of Acts 1.8. Uh, our boldness and magnification of Jesus. So Ryan, what can you expand on that a little bit more? What, what do these things look like in the lives of a believer? Yeah, so I think to make it extremely easy to understand today, like using the fat crayons and some paper. Um, <laughs> last year, we had a major event here in this country where we were bold for one outcome or the other. And you could tell every day of the week uh, where people were aligned. And I think when we are bold for Jesus, people know that we're aligned with him. And so if you think about your, your profession, what, what do you do professionally? Most people know you're a school teacher. Why? Because you talk about it all the time. Or if you're a banker, people know you're a banker because you're trying to get them to come to your bank and take money out so you make money. If you're a real estate agent, my goodness, always bothering people. Can I list your house? Can I list your property? But I think, I think we don't identify ourselves as Jesus followers well enough. Because how many people outside of a Sunday morning gathering would know that you follow Jesus? They know you teach. They may know you love fishing. They may know you love ducks. But how many people know uh, that you are bold for Christ. And I think that's just a mindset you got to get into, that I'm going to let the Spirit work through me today and show people Jesus, which leads to the second point, bold with the gospel, but then also your life magnifies Christ or you bring him glory. So in the Spirit today, keeping in step with the Spirit, which Paul uses that phrase there in Galatians, uh, how can you magnify Jesus? How can you love someone well today? How can you serve someone well today? Uh, how can you pray for someone well today? What does it look like to be bold with the gospel today and then magnify uh, King Jesus? Rob, any thoughts? Uh, so I, I guess I go back a little bit here. Um, you know, looking at, at this this fruit of the Spirit, 
Um, I think so many times we, we take this fruit of the spirit and we individualize each one. You know, we'd like, oh, well, I have this fruit or I have that fruit. Um, but I think contextually it's saying that we have, if we have the spirit, we have every one. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we, we get so, so, so caught up in, in one or the other. Oh, give me, give me the patience. Give me this peace, you know, and I have this or I have that. Uh, we have the Holy Spirit. We have every one of these. Um, and when we have every one of these, then that magnification is, is, it's so simple. You know, I mean, if, if we have all of this stuff and it very clearly we do have, if we have the spirit, which we go back to the beginning of this conversation, we have the spirit, we have access to all of these fruit and they're in us, they're in our lives, they're in our hearts. We're not using them. We're not accessing them. And if we do, then the magnification of Jesus is just the outflow. Um, so I, I don't know, just, just, yeah. And I think, and I think that this, this might be where we're going this Sunday is like, it's the Holy Spirit's job. One of, one of the functions of the third person of the Trinity, uh, the Holy Spirit is to exalt Jesus. Um, and does that in our lives? Does that so individually as, as believers, but also does it through, through the church, through us corporately, so individually, just us, individual people, and then corporately as, as all of us, and especially us in, in the local church at 2409 West New Hope. Um, and, and so it's it's the Holy Spirit's M.O. is to make much of Jesus. So if we have the Holy Spirit in us, like Rob said, it's it's not... We're, we're going to make much of Jesus or we're going to sin and we're going to not. Um, so it's not like the Holy Spirit existing for all of eternity somehow has a different job. Um, he, he, he magnifies the sun in us and he does that in the church. And it's a good segue into another point that Ryan made. Uh, it's this, that Jesus's ministry didn't stop at the ascension, which that's in Acts uh, 1-9. We're going to get to that on Sunday. Um, Jesus's ministry didn't stop when he ascended into heaven. Jesus's ministry continues through the church. Um, Ryan, how, how, does that, how does that look? Like, what, what's going on here in Acts chapter 1? Um, how, is, how is Jesus's ministry continuing through the church? Yeah, I think uh, uh, an awesome <coughs> thought I've shoot on for a lot of years now is... I mean, we get we get the early church recorded uh, because Luke goes and investigates um, who this Jesus was, what he did, and then Luke's going to write down for us, Doctor Luke, you know, the Gospel of Luke, uh, the life and ministry of Jesus, and then he's going to write down Acts, where Jesus ignites the local church to continue this ministry. So what we're doing is just a continuation. Um, from the ascension to today of the ministry of Christ. So we as a church ought to be doing the things that Jesus did because uh, that's why the Spirit has come to empower us. So Jesus is out amongst the people. And I think as a church, we ought to continue his ministry that way. Um, Jesus came for the sick, not necessarily the healthy, which is kind of a funny saying because there are no healthy among us, 
And so we ought to be um, open eyes to those who, who are sick and need, and need help. So, you know, how, how can we bring glory to God by extenuating, continuing uh, the ministry of Christ through the body of Christ uh, here at Grace? Yeah. And let, let me read Acts 1-8 for us because Ryan's alluded to it. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in lots of places, in, in all the places, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So, and, and here we we see the heartbeat of God. Um, Jesus is about to ascend, and he's going to go and be with the Father. He's going to send the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2 at Pentecost. And just a previous Sunday, like, this is the last thing that Jesus says to his disciples while he's on earth. Um, and if you think about like, so th- these aren't like Jesus's dying words or anything, right? Cause he's, he's alive forever and ever, but these are the last things that he says. And, and usually like people's dying words, people's last words, aren't just, you know, some random garbage They're They're what's most important to them. Um, some of you have experienced that being, being by the sides of, of loved ones. So, we, we, see, we see what's really, really important uh, to Jesus and what he's giving to his church, and that is, that is mission. That's the mission of the church. You will be my witnesses. You, you're going to receive the Holy Spirit, and you're going to be my witnesses. So, yeah. you know, Rob, what's that? I, I guess I'm just I'm struck by something here. If we read that verse and we go back, okay, we, it's clear We've talked about this 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 whole podcast. We we have received the Spirit, and what what does this verse say that we receive when we get the Spirit? The Spirit, power, power. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think it boils down to, I know that it boils down to, the only limitation that is on the Holy Spirit is us. We limit the Holy Spirit in so much that we do. I mean, it, we I mean. You know, Francis Chan has a book that's called Forgotten God, and we've forgotten about the Holy Spirit and its power and its authority and what it can do in us if we just open the door for it. Um, man, it's just it's it's so encouraging, but it's so discouraging too to know that I and I know I do limit the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I'm I'm a weather nerd. Many of you know this, so. No. Um, I, I've taught teenagers for a long time too, and so sometimes I use the weather to help us understand spiritual things. But you know, hurricanes need warm water to get powered up, to grow, to strengthen. And the more warm water it is, and the longer the hurricanes over the warm water, the more that they eat or destroy when they hit land. And the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer is kind of like that warm water. The more of the Holy Spirit that you allow to infiltrate your heart, mind, soul, family, church, the stronger the storm gets, the storm of God. And so Jesus says in Revelation, you don't, you don't want to be lukewarm. You want to be on fire for God. So how you get on fire for God, in my opinion, is to allow the Holy Spirit to warm you up. And so let the let the warm waters of the Holy Spirit affect you today. I mean, get, get juiced up. Um, cause, cause I, I can't juice you up. Rob can't juice you up and Mitchell definitely, can. definitely can't. I mean, the beard is nice, but your spiritual 
Your spiritual temperature is directly affected by how much you allow the Holy Spirit to move in you. So I think one question we might have is, is what does that look like to, I mean, how, what, what, what do we do? What do we not do to, to allow the spirit to, to rule and reign in our lives? What, what do we do? I think the first word is surrender. Yeah. Um, you know, been crucified with Christ and no longer live, take up your cross daily. I think surrendering and saying, okay, today's not mine. Today is yours, Jesus, and help me through the power of the Holy Spirit accomplish what you want. Um, so surrendering and then allowing, yeah. like Rob was saying earlier, God to use you. Um, and I think all of us who are born again believers have felt the effect of the Holy Spirit. And then the question is, do we surrender to it? Or not. Yeah. I think we're so affected by our disbelief in it as well. I believe that the Holy Spirit has come to empower and embolden and 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 do so much for us. Believe it. Don't doubt it. And I think so much of us, so many of us, we have, you know. I, I also think we don't talk about this hardly at all, but uh you know, you can you can speak to the Holy Spirit. Like you yeah. you can talk, communicate. This is this is part of the Godhead. So just as if you pray to the Father or cry out to Jesus, same thing with the Spirit. Like Spirit literally before I have walked into rooms before, I have said, Okay, Spirit, help me with this. Right. This is gonna be difficult. Go, go before me. Go, yes. <laughs> Please do this for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or I'll even ask the Holy Spirit to like plow ground sometimes. Like I know this person's in a difficult situation, or this is rocky, bad soil. You know, spirit plow the ground for me because I, I can't do it. So I think communicating with the with the Spirit of God is very crucial. If you go back into the Psalms, and, and King David didn't have a great understanding of the Holy Spirit yet, but often he cries out, you know, may the Spirit be with me. Holy Spirit, don't depart from me. And I think we need to be those kinds of, of followers uh, every day. Yeah, and the, the awesome thing about being a witness for Jesus or, or just doing ministry at all, and that's not just full-time pastoral ministry that's if you're a follower of jesus you're a minister of the gospel um hey, the beauty of it is is that if i am if i am faithful and available we've talked about these uh, in the last in the last few weeks like if i'm those things god is going to work through me mm -hmm. hey it's not on me to save the souls of 30 teenagers on a wednesday night mm -hmm. it's not on me to you know change people's perceptions of who Jesus is. I mean, God uses us, but I mean, the Holy Spirit's at work. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. And, and that going back to Matthew 28, that, that Ryan alluded to that he's with us always to the end of the age. How is Jesus going to be with us always to the end of the age when he's ascending the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. Hey, that's, that's the promise. That's the promise. That's the, and he's the source of, of the boldness I'm not the source of the boldness. I, I definitely am not. I am an introvert. I am passive a lot. I'm just, you know, pretty chill guy. But the Holy Spirit in me, man, he can he can move mountains. So, and that's that's really that's really encouraging um, to, you know, anybody trying to live for Christ, trying to share the gospel with your family, your friends, your coworkers, trying to drive a bus on Wednesday night. 
trying to spend a 12 hour shift in a factory or in an ICU or wherever you are, like Jesus is with you. And that's, that's the beautiful power of the Holy spirit. Right. I mean, God, God's gonna move. Yeah. Period. Yeah. God is working. End of story. God's God's gonna move. He's gonna do what God's gonna do. We are blessed enough. We're loved enough to be the tools. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know, I think that's the challenge for us, yeah. you know, um, to understand that, like to understand that I, as, as, as filthy, as wrong, as, as horrible as I am, I get to be the tool that God uses to move. Right. That's just, just, and that's that. <laughs> If that doesn't embolden you, if that doesn't give you boldness, if that doesn't make you magnify the name of Jesus, then nothing's gonna. And Rob, Rob said something very profound that you should hold on to. What? That, yeah, yeah, I said it. That, that I mean, God's God is going to accomplish His mission, which yeah. is. Yep. which is to seek and save that which is lost. Yep. Um, he's going to do that. So as a local church, this is another Sunday preview. Um, hey, if you think about it, like trains on a track, all right, God's laid out the track. That's the mission of God. What is, what is our job as a church? Get on the track, <laughs> build something, yeah. be a part of something that will function on that track. So you gotta have, you gotta have four wheels. You can't have three wheels. You gotta have an engine. Cannot have like we we've got to build something and and be a part of something and and nurture something and not just us as full time pastors but but you as a body we got we got to get on the track that's that's really that's not all we have to do like we got to be get, faithful yeah we got to stay on it yeah get on the track and do what the track is leading us but towards. but God God is going to He's going to do it so we have an opportunity to be partners with him and and there's no question about what the track is is there in acts chapter 2 42 through 47 do these things be the church and the church is described perfectly there in acts chapter 2 42 through 47 and then the very last verse there and the lord will add to your number daily those he's saving so was that acts chapter 2 acts chapter 2 42 through 47 okay friends reading you, I, hey, there's an idea. There you go. But you see the spirit unleashed, and then you see the church working extremely well within a matter of days. So, um, so important that, you know, there's been thousands of books written about the will of God. Well, the will of God is to seek and to save the lost through the local church, through the power of the Holy Spirit. The whole New Testament, all the teachings work together. So what we've been trying to do lately is just help you put put it all together so we can be be the church, be the bold church. All right. Well, we thank you for joining us. If you ever have any feedback, feel free to uh, leave it. Actually, just come talk to us. Uh, don't leave it on a, a social media platform yet. Uh, but yeah, if you have anything that uh, you want to hear, if you have any uh, questions about anything we've spoken about, feel free to contact us. Um, but we are happy to be able to uh, talk about these things. It's a it's an awesome part of our day and it's an awesome part of our day knowing that uh, you're listening and that uh, hopefully the, well, not hopefully the Holy spirit is at work in you if you'll, if you'll let him. So 
Uh, be blessed today, and we will talk to you soon.